I'd love for other people to jump in, absolutely. And it's not just diversity on a sort of skin color level. I think there's gender diversity that needs to happen a lot more and, you know, other, other types of diversity needs to sort of happen within photography, especially because we're all sort of image makers now. From Stockholm Studios in Bushwick, Brooklyn, this is The LPV Show, a weekly discussion from the world of photography and photo books. Here is your host, Brian Formals. We're going to talk about photography and photo books. And <laughs> I'm here with Kiana Mestrich. Thank hey. you for being with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Thank We're you. We're excited. I, I've, been, I've been following you on, online, I don't know, for several years now. Yeah. It's another one of those blogs where you know picked it up, Dodge yeah. Burns blog, and I picked Absolutely. it up a few years ago. Oh, and, wow. As we kind of like went into the third season, it's like I got She's doing a lot of cool stuff. We got to have Thank her on. You. And yeah. I think it's like so. The timing is so perfect too. It is with the book that you got coming yes. out as well. Yeah. And I thought it was great that you mentioned that. And then when I kind of read more about it, and you got it's going to be published here, I was like, this is just amazing. Thank so you. the name of the book is Hard to Place. Hard to Place. Yes. Yes. So can you? I don't want to. Can you just give us a little synopsis of like how this book came to be? Because sure. it's. Maybe you want to go into the personal connection. Maybe you don't. Right. Be up to you. But <laughs> yeah. So it's the story of um, a mixed race orphan boy um, growing up in 1960s and 70s London um, with parents from Ireland and Nigeria. And um, it started because the, here's the personal connection. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. My husband. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the story of, of sort of my husband's childhood from age three to 17. Um, he grew up in care, as they call it in London. Um, because of several reasons, um, and I think those reasons aren't necessarily important to the book, but um, you know, his parents. I've, I feel one of the larger stories is sort of the sort of racist climate and xenophobic climate mm-hmm. of the time, um, and sort of how difficult it is sometimes for um, couples who are mixed race to be able to be together, to actually be together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I, f- I feel like that's sort of the the gist of the story, um, and sort of the reason that I wanted to make this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that sort of how it came about was um, late 2012, he wrote, he sent away um, for his documentation um, during this time that he was growing up in care. Um, and they have sort of a similar sort of freedom of, freedom of information act over there where you can get this documentation mm-hmm. from the local government. And um, so the bar, he wrote to the borough of Camden um, in London, and they sent two massive sort of legal books of just all this copied photocopies of um, transcripts and um, documentation from social workers who would come to visit him and observe him, and other documentation who uh, um, on his mother um, they were observing her as well because she received she was receiving help from the government, um, and I was just sort of pouring through this this work. A lot of it was redacted. Um, but just really struck by how clinical the tone of the work of the writing was. Um, some of it was handwritten, some of it was most of it was typewritten. Um, but just really fascinated. I'd never really had any contact with people who I'd known people who were adopted, but I'd never really had contact with people who were actually in grew up in an orphanage and who spent most of their time there. Most of the people that I'd met were adopted at some point. Um, and were able to have families, but um, Joe's really the first person who had met who has who spent his all of his um, childhood as an orphan. Um, and so again, yeah, I was just really struck by the language um, and 
I, you know, I originally sort of created the series um, in a different way. I mixed the text with, and selections of the text, because mm-hmm. there's just so much of the text. Mm-hmm. There's no way to actually present all of it, right, I right. think. But selections of the text I had mixed with photographs that I had taken, portraits that I had taken of Joe early on when we'd first met. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it felt right at the time, but after a while it didn't feel so right. Right. Um, so um, this sort of new version came about recently as I was taking a class with Conveyor Arts at ICP. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started sort of, I'm a kind of photographer who doesn't work in projects per se. I don't sort of take one topic and then go shoot it. Mm-hmm, I kind mm-hmm. of just shoot. Right. And yeah. Then, right. Yeah. And then I kind of look at stuff later and got, see yeah. how yeah. sort of visual themes come together mm-hmm. and, um, and then sort of put things together that way. So, so that so where did that so most of the photos are coming from your archive then? Yes. Okay. These photos are probably from the past five years mm-hmm. um, that I've been shooting. Um, so you probably realized that you had a project when you were already doing. <laughs> like you were already in the process of putting it yeah, together. Yeah, definitely. I've been shooting, and then I'd you know be like, "There's there's a link to these photos. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is yet, mm-hmm. but." Um, It'll come together, and I, I trust that that always sort of happens at some point. And then, what about some of these like vintage photos? Where those so come yeah, from? some of these archival photos are from Joe's own collection, um, own family photos, and I thought it was important to include them because you know, sort of this the word orphan. Mm-hmm. It means actually, it means someone who's been abandoned by either one or both parents. It doesn't actually mean someone who's just been abandoned by both parents, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, there's a lot of sort of heaviness to the word orphan and someone who has nothing basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wrong. I think that, um, as in this case with Joe, he clearly had a history, He had Mm -hmm. some visuals, connections to his past. He had a lot of photos of his, not a lot, but he had a few photos of of his mother. He had some, he kept some of her belongings as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. She passed away when he was 16. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to include that because I wanted to sort of go against this idea that orphans come from mm-hmm. nothing and mm-hmm. no one. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, like the person, I, I, the personal or the family photo albums and personal archives and those things are brings to mind um, through a lens darkly, a right. great documentary where yeah. I learned a lot about absolutely. like the importance of you know, the family album to African-Americans of like how they controlled that. So I kind of like image. saw that as well too, is where he's, this is, when you're talking about him being an orphan, he, mm-hmm. this is part of like that he does have that ownership and that connection to his right. past. So was there, you know, it seems to me like that, you know, like that overarching kind of like idea of the family album too plays a big central role in it as well too. Absolutely. I think it, and I think it plays a, a big role in a lot of cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, that's often downplayed as just, oh, well, these are just vernacular images. They're not, you know, important um, mm-hmm. in a, in a you know, sort of art sense or in a, uh, a fine art sense. Um, but I think that it's important to recognize the role of these images. Um, and, yeah, I, I, th- I, I love working with archival imagery. I, it's not, this is not the first project where I've worked oh, with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, hot, I mean, kind of like what just came to mind there is we have yeah. these days people are making so many more photos and they're not really right. making the family album. It's like the Facebook right. album. Right. And I just wonder, or, how do you feel like that's changing? Like in, in the digital age, do you yeah. think 
you know, we're going to have that kind of, I don't know, nostalgic feel for family photos? Or do you think photos are so disposable these days that people might not go back and look at them the way we, we did in the past? I don't know. I don't think photos are completely disposable. I think there's always an image that becomes iconic um, throughout any sort of series of images that are taken. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, as a photographer, I try not to overshoot because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was very much trained in film and mm -hmm. there's a limit to how many you can shoot. <laughs> right, right, and, right. Um, um, but I think, you know, I, I, I still try to create albums in some way um, from my iPhone photos. Mm -hmm. Like I, you go on to Snapfish and create albums from them every, you know, I try to do that like once a year, kind mm -hmm. of offload photos. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I still think it's important to sort of document and create those mm -hmm. archives. Yeah. Um, so you you actively photograph your family? I do. Frequently, it's, all the time? You know, I'm or? not the type of person who has the luxury of going on the road and shooting. Um, right. Like a lot of photographers do. Mm -hmm. Um I've always worked other jobs mm -hmm. um, and uh, just to be able to survive. And yeah. I, I shoot whenever I can. I shoot my environment, my immediate environment. I shoot my immediate family. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and that kind of segues next into how we do both. Yes. Which is, <laughs> it's essentially art and motherhood. And I know there's a hashtag on Twitter as well for it too, right? How we do both, yeah. How we do both. And or now you have this. HWB. HWDB. So you have this this small book, and mm -hmm. you co-edit. I'm not going to say her name right. Michi Jagardin. Okay, so you co-edited this book, and it's all about yeah. artists. Um, women kind of artists like women who artists are mothers and, and sort of how they balance or not um, making art and the other creative um, role in their life, which is raising children. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's fascinating. And there's, you know, there, we sort of had two different types of responses in the books. We have... Some artists who chose just to do a Q&A version, and there's artists like Justine Curlin who did a whole essay um, on their experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting that you said, like, the, the creative role. I don't, for some reason, I'm I don't know why I didn't. It never, maybe I'm not a parent, obviously. That's the first thing <laughs> right, where I would yeah. think about it. But it is it just when you said it, it just struck me. It is like... Oh my God, you have to be super creative yeah. to be, I mean, you just, every day you're constantly like thinking of, okay, how do I deal with this situation now? And, you know, just, I don't think, no no parent comes with an idea of how to raise kids. Mm -hmm. You know, they have some idea from their own parents, but I think many of us kind of try to stay away from those ideas. Too. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah exactly. So it, it is very much a creative endeavor. <laughs> so how do you feel like that impacts your art art? I mean, do you feel like you maybe you're going through your day and it's like, whoa, you know, this I'm solving this problem here, but now I see how that correlates to maybe another problem another I'm problem? having with you know the art, or is it? Yeah, are they kind of like, you know, sort of separate distinct, roads? Not yeah. really. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest impact is is time, mm -hmm. um, and just sort of figuring out how to make time to be an artist once once you're a parent, um, because your priority is your child. Um, but I'm the type of person who just is always thinking. I'm thinking, um, and that might be kind of distracting for other or people. But I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm constantly thinking about things w when I'm hanging out with my son. Um, I can certainly have a moment where there's a creative idea or connection that comes up, and he also inspires me mm -hmm. quite a lot as well. I did a, a short little series on Instagram of um, last summer where he would 
pick flowers on his way home from school um, with grandma, uh-huh. and he would just present me this like fistful of flowers. <laughs> wow! And so I just um, started shooting it and putting it on Instagram, and it was a co-editor who was like, "This is how you do both." She's yeah. like, "You know, it's it's certainly you know a way to." Great art as well. Oh, that um, so that's where that's how it came off from is like that's from the title. No, she came oh, up with the title way before oh, that. But okay. um, yeah, I mean the title is just I think it's pretty obvious. Just so how, how do you <laughs> obviously you're mixing your you know digital savvy with this yeah. and the hashtag? How is the how was the hashtag? How's that experience been going with like getting the submissions or you having people follow along with it and. Not so much. Uh-huh. I think for me, it's more of just a branding right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michi is very, very, you know, she's a super busy artist. She also is starting to teach at ICP now. And um, she does a lot of other books. This was published through mm-hmm. a Secretary Press, which is a um, book sort of publishing entity that she owns with another ICP Bard graduate, um, Libby Pratt. So mm-hmm. um, this was definitely a labor of love. This is the second edition that we're looking at mm-hmm. here. Um, it started out as a, we went to a conference in Toronto on um, motherhood, a motherhood conference, and we presented a, a sort of hand-bound version that we had done um, while in the ICP BARD program. Mm-hmm. And and then we decided afterwards, just based on the feedback that we'd gotten, that it was so, something that we wanted to publish, publish. And now it's available on Amazon. It's selling out. It's doing really well. Wow. Um, yeah. And it's So you do you think you'll be you'll- Keep making the series. I don't like, think, so. think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Um, you think this is it? I th- yeah, that, I think that might be it for now. Um, there's certain we could certainly make endless series. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Because there, there are so many artists who, and it, we started, we we sort of did the book because it's such kind of a taboo subject, mm-hmm. um, which is which I found to be weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, there, you know, I, I wish that someone would come out with a series on fathers and mm-hmm. how they do mm-hmm. both, because I think it's really important conversation to be had. And yeah. but I feel like now there, you know, it, it's not such a taboo subject now to kind mm-hmm. of admit that you're you have children mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as an artist. But for for centuries, it's been that way. That um, and you know, there's I've heard of a case where a woman had to work under a pseudonym because. Oh, wow. She felt like um, otherwise she wouldn't get the attention. It was a male pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Um, she wouldn't get the attention of um, the art world. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my mom taught me darkroom photography wow. when I was very young. She's a painter. Yeah. And she would need a second opinion. Yeah. So she would ask me. You know, for a very blunt, like, yeah, oh, that looks weird, or uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, like, she still does it to this day. Wow. Like, yeah, come look at this. What do you tell me wow. what you think? And wow. that's, I wasn't at all serious about being an How artist until it was happening. Yeah, I mean, like five or six, yeah. I can still remember like looking at those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Training your critical eye, Tom. I know. Absolutely. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, Super mom. Early yeah. training. Yeah. yeah, that's rare. <laughs> well, I think it's a great project and it kind of did it, you know, like I said, at the beginning, I first discovered you through your blog, Dodge and Burn. Right. And that's been going, how long has that been going on now? It's uh, almost eight years. Yeah. So it's right around the same time I started LPV, I think. It was yeah. like 2000, yeah. 2007, yeah. 2008. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was the impetus? I know you wanted that one to focus on um, diversity in photo, mm-hmm. mostly women. Most, but you mix it up. Women, but yeah, it's a good absolutely. mix now. So it's yeah. really 
you know, and you do the, 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 the short little interviews. Right. So I was going to ask you about the interviews. You kind of keep them, they're little profile interviews. You keep them short. They're not, it's, it's, you use like the same kind of like template and questions. Mm-hmm. So I guess, cause I do, did a lot of interviews as well too. Yeah. And I would be more free flowing. I, yeah. I'm always curious what, why did you want to keep that format and keep it kind of like in that short and punchy profile? What was the impetus behind that? Most, mostly efficiency, but also, mm-hmm. you know, I'm interviewing people that, really haven't been profiled much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's more of an introduction. Um, I'm working on a book now, a book version. Um, I've been offered a contract mm-hmm. to publish a book based on the blog. Um, and I'll probably, the book, go back to some of the artists mm-hmm. that um, I've interviewed and get a little bit deeper. But mm-hmm. um, So mostly for efficiency purposes on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, yeah, there's the fact that a lot of these artists just aren't known. Mm-hmm. So that it felt like it was important to sort of get the basics mm-hmm. From them. Well, that's awesome. You got the yeah. book, but another book then. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's yeah. kind of like the blog to book, huh? I know. It's I like never, the dream. <laughs> like, it's a total dream. Yeah. I'd seen a lot of design blogs sort of that happened with a lot of design uh-huh. blogs, but I'd never thought that that would happen. Or in food blogs too, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're going to be in for, right. I did a book. So I did a book last year, photographer sketchbooks uh-huh. with Thames and Hudson. Right. That's a great book. <laughs> Man, yeah. that's things. That, I mean, that is like. The amount of work that goes into that is crazy. So yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But the good thing is like if you're working with other people, like we work with great designers yeah. and copy editors, and yeah. it's like because you come from the blog and it's like all you. Right. You're setting it up, you're doing the design, yeah. you're contacting, you're doing the editing, right. it's all you. You get in working with the publisher, and it's like, wow. This is what it's like to have support yeah. and be able to work with people, you know. <laughs> team? It's what like it changes yeah. the whole equation. Absolutely. So it should, you know, hopefully it'll. Did, what's the concept? Is it going to be the same thing where you're going to profile? Same concept. Uh-huh. Um, so about 40 interviews. It's going to be quite a big book. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way sort of the initial research has been so far is that it'll sort of hopefully function as a textbook almost. Mm. Um, so they've, they've sort of pitched the idea in the review phase to a lot of um, – Instruct photography instructors all over the world. Is there like um, a underlying theme? Is there? Is it? You know, do you have a di- an angle you're sort going? Of diversity in contemporary photography. Okay. Um, and profiling photographers of color, but there'll also be a couple other chapters on things like photography fest, international photography festivals, mm. which is a list that I've kept on the blog for a while. Um, and what else? Um, photo books. Mm-hmm. There'll be a small chapter. Um. And, uh, yeah, there'll be a couple other parts to it. So how do you, and we had this problem, not problem, challenge, I should say, is that, like, you ha- you get 40 photographers or 42 photographers. Right. And, I mean, you, you you get to, you're focused on one demographic. We were, you know, trying to make, you know, broad, broader, broader surveys, yeah. different things. So how, but still, you have the challenge of how do you go out it's, and find keys <laughs> of the 40 yeah. that I want to put in to this book yeah. that's going to be on shelves and people are going to look back and, you know. It's got to be, yeah. I, for us, it was kind of like, <laughs> that's like one of the daunting yeah. tasks. You know, how are you kind of yeah. confronting that? Um, I have a running list of people that I've wanted to interview. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who I haven't been able to interview. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I'll probably pick some of those that um, I that are a bit more established photographers now mm-hmm. that I haven't been able to interview on the blog just due to time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's I have a, a pretty long list, so mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be definitely gonna be a, haunt, a haunting task. Um, and there are people who I definitely want in the book as well. Um, Can you tell us a couple? Who are a couple of people that you haven't been able to interview that you really 
oh, anxious to get. Omar Victor Diop, who's uh-huh. an African photographer, was really popular right now. Um, I've kind of stayed away from some of the larger, sort of more established photographers, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Latoya Ruby Frazier would love to pro- to have mm-hmm. her um, as well. But who knows if I can actually get her? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's kind of um, explode, really explode in the exactly. last couple of years. Yeah. And she's- that's you know the same thing with Kevin Pulis. So why don't you go out and get these like super? Fan? I'm like, yeah. well, hey, that's a whole different thing. But also, I I'm in the similar way. I kind of like, you know, I don't like I don't like that word emerging yes, or whatever. I know, it is. Like it's that's annoying. annoying. It is annoying to me. But, but it, and I don't like <laughs> margins or whatever. But it is this other kind of group of, of people that are hustlers people. and unexposed that Absolutely. are doing good stuff. And I kind of like to stay in that area. You I know agree. Because I, mean? I just you know. Not that I'm, we help people promote or whatever, but I also feel like there is there's more conversation out there, and I think one Absolutely. of the beauties of the internet is that it's allowed these multiple voices to kind of flourish. Have you obviously like diversity in photo? Is, mm-hmm. You have the hashtag, and this is about it. Yeah. Do you feel that the internet has opened it up for like more marginalized voices? Absolutely. To come in? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's like now as a photographer, you have to have a website, right, mm-hmm. as a portfolio. Um, and that's a lot, that's the way a lot of people find out about your work now. Mm-hmm. So, um, absolutely. I, and I feel like, and I definitely don't want to attribute it to my blog only, but I feel mm-hmm. like the photo world has gotten a lot more diverse since I've been doing the mm-hmm. blog. Mm-hmm. Um, just in, you know, the PDN top 30 lists, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, has gotten a lot more diverse. And mm-hmm. that was an early sort of complaint of mine. Um, being a subscriber to PDN and just kind of seeing the same yeah. sort of mm-hmm. white males over, <laughs> right. and over and over. And I was like, <laughs> right. this is cool. It's great work. But yeah. like, I know that there are people out there uh-huh. um, and why are they not getting this exposure? So good question. Yeah. Yeah. So you, question. and you have the hashtag again, like it's diversity and photo. Yeah. And it's like, I went and looked at it and it's like, but right now it's just you doing it. It's right? just me. Yeah. So how do you it's feel like well, about other people jumping in? I'd love for other yeah. people to jump in. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's, and it's not just diversity on a sort of skin color level. Mm-hmm. I think there's gender diversity that needs to happen a lot more, and mm-hmm. um, other, all, you know, other other types of diversity needs to sort of happen within photography, mm-hmm. um, especially because we're all sort of image makers now. Um, right. But it is definitely still a small world. It's still, you know, there's still kind of small ecosystem yeah. of photography people out there. Um, just, you know, just in talking yeah, about, yeah, we yeah, know yeah, common yeah. people, no, you know, no, I've known that, you, but even like you think something like Facebook too, which kind of like even crushes down those, the, you know, the separation as well too, is because right. like once it gets rolling, it's like, oh, this person, we have 150 mutual friends and it's like, what, right. how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. so it's like, yeah. and you see it happening, you just get added by all these photographers yeah. and it's like. You know, we were just talking about this before. It's like, okay, I can only follow so many people, so I'll yeah. friend you, but then you end up being like <laughs> then, or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it is, <laughs> I mean, there is, well, nobody around here is hidden in my fees now. <laughs> well, yeah, but then the algorithm is also. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's not much control you have over that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, they try to make you think that you have control, but yeah, yeah right. you really don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> So I, there's something interesting too when I was going through your projects again. It's like you've done a couple of projects that are like based on your name, mm-hmm. and it goes back and it says like from Dupont made the, the textile, right? Yes. Mm. So yeah, my my first name is was named after a nylon fabric uh-huh. made by Dupont, and from sort of late sixty mid sixties to late early eighties, mm-hmm. um, and I did a whole series called the Namesake series mm-hmm. around 
that. Um, and it's just started because I Googled my name one day and my hmm. first name. I was looking for more uh-huh. information about the fabric. And then I ended up finding within Google Images a majority of African-American women um, and their mugshots. Uh-huh. All named Kiana, spelled the same way. Now there are various spellings of Kiana. But, um, and I just became fascinating as someone who works in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just became... No, we're good. <laughs> um, became fascinated why, as to why mm-hmm. so many black women in particular were named Kiana and how, how their mugshots ended up on Google Images. Yeah, that's, um, that's really weird. It is weird, and it's an interesting practice that, um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leah. <laughs> Hello. Um, it's a strange practice that I think Google has cracked down on recently mm-hmm. um, where you had a lot of people who were kind of extorting money um, from people by putting up their mug shots mm-hmm. saying, oh, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we'll yeah. take this down if you give us $300 or something. Yeah, yeah. But then there are also a lot of um, small counties and sort of police departments that have websites as well and mm-hmm. they put this information out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's kind of fascinating just because these are not sort of these are in booking images. They're just at this at that point, you're just kind of being charged with something. You're yeah. not being convicted. And yeah, it's kind of you know in this day and age of online reputation and you know mm-hmm. all this sort of hiring practices where they mm-hmm. actually look at your Facebook and Google you. I mean, it's even or even just dating. Online, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's kind of weird and not difficult that you have this persona out there. Yeah, I mean it's. You never, you have no idea what information could potentially make you vulnerable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what, that's what makes me kind of like, has, it's not like, I don't have anything remotely provocative out there from my perspective, but if uh-huh. it was some, you know, it's an employer or somebody else sees it, like some tweet or something, whatever, then they could be like, why, what is that? Right. You know, and be something you're unconscious of, you know what I mean? Right. And like, that's, you know, that's kind of like the scary thing for me. It's it, like. Kind of goes the other way, too. I have a friend who was dating, and he didn't want to be on Facebook, uh-huh. but he kept running into the problem that these friends were like, you're not on there. And they, if you're not on there, it's a, it's a red flag. Uh-huh. It's a red flag. Yeah. 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 What does it say yeah. about you if right. you're not on a particular platform? Yeah. You're paranoid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'd love to get off of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I can't because I have to do it for work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like tied to it. I don't know. I think it's. Like I'd you were talking about, about Instagram, yeah, like to me, we were talking about that before too, how that's just kind of like, at least for photography, I think for everyone, it's kind of like the nice place right. to go and where you want to. Yeah. Like. But the thing that drives me crazy on Instagram on now Instagram? is you get like car commercials in it. You know what, what? I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The sponsored posts? Oh, yeah. 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 I have never Oh, oh weird. There, yeah, yeah. There, there's so weird. more and more now. There's more and more. Are you following a lot of car photographers? No. no. Huh. No, but it's just like GM and it's like 15. Oh, you know like, why? Because they're like, here's a male and he's at another certain oh, yeah. age. <laughs> yeah, and they're, yeah, you're in the demographic yeah, yeah. of buying their cars. But that was the whole thing. Is like you, you do all these things to get away from commercials and then their commercials are following us on yeah. to Facebook. Someone left the door open. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, terrible business model. We're not here, we're not here to solve their their business. Online yeah. advertising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So in terms of like the hard to play, so when do we when is this gonna be coming out? This will come out this month, January twenty sixteen. So um yeah, and it's gonna come out in conjunction with a show I'm having at Brooklyn in Brooklyn mm-hmm. <laughs> in Greenpoint. Um and this the show is the same imagery. Um 
But yeah, it's exciting. Mm. This is my first sort of official photo book, I guess. Mm. Um, and it, you know, combines photography and text, which I've always wanted to do for a while as well. Mm. Um, because you have a poetry background, right? I have a writing background. Writing I went background. to Star Lawrence as an yeah. undergraduate, and it's very much writing intensive no matter mm. what you study there. Um, so I do write um, quite a bit as part of my own artistic mm. practice. And I also write essays mm. and write about other people's work on the blog. And so, yeah, so you got that mix of the. So I have a writing background as well, too, but mm-hmm. I to kind of ditch the writing for the talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's uh, what I like. But yeah, the writing and the, the text and the words all coming together. Mm-hmm. So we'll look over for that. And I think we're going to take a quick break. Great. And then we're going to come back and talk about some exciting photos. Yes. Nice. some good photo books as always I, thought, well, <laughs> I hope so wouldn't well, be the LPV show if they weren't good well no I yeah. mean, I'm, all, I'm always enamored with the people what people bring and this is no exception yeah Aww. so the first one I think we'll take a look at is Emma Gowan yeah. photographs yeah. it's a classic um it's, an, it's an anthology yeah. like it's, a, it's a, of all his photographs right yeah. Yeah. so what let me know why why did you bring this book um just Clearly, the, the the domestic subject, mm-hmm. um, and I just I've always loved his work, um, and the fact that he photographs his family a lot, and um, you know they're just sort of beautiful poetic images mm-hmm. in many ways. And he, fo- you know, his focus on his wife as a subject, and um, I shoot my husband quite a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's an interesting relationship to explore a photographer. Um, photographer spouse relationship mm-hmm. yeah. is really interesting. Um, it's typically the other way, or as typically the husband shooting the wife, mm-hmm. um, sort of in photography history. But mm-hmm. um, as Sally Mann has recently said, that I think you know there is the need to explore the wife photographer, sort of exploring mm-hmm. shooting the Absolutely. husband. Um, so I you know, hope to also do more work or put together more work around mm-hmm. the photographs of my husband as well, aside from hard to place. Does he? Does, I mean, going on? Does he ever photograph you? Or you let him? No, no. he does. I, he, it's not it's his not inclination to do it. No, and he's very much. He loves the attention of the camera. So, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he doesn't. He's never minded at all. Um, yeah, I started shooting him when we were we were dating very early uh-huh. on. So, um, and how is it? I mean. Has it? Was he apprehensive at first about it, or did he jump into it right away? No, he totally jumped into it right away. And you know, he's pretty—he's pretty photogenic, whatever Uh that means. (laughs) (laughs) So, so um, you know, yeah, it's—it's—it's been—it's great having that kind of person um, Mm -hmm. because I've often photographed people who are very camera shy. Mm -hmm. But so it's—it's—it's really nice having that kind of relationship of someone who's just so open to being documented. Um, and my son is is also that way, but sometimes he's he's not. Sometimes it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> more pictures. Yeah. But yeah, are you ever do? You, how much do you have the photos of your son? Do you put online? None really. None. And in the book, there are some photos of mm-hmm. my son in Hard to Place. Um, mm-hmm. 
he kind of acts as almost um, a stand-in for my husband as mm -hmm. a child, mm -hmm. um, but in a more contemporary setting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but there, none of them are feature his face. They, mm -hmm. They're all, um, and that was purposely done mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to. Before I did the book, I had actually read of similar stories in um, a couple of UK newspapers. Mm -hmm. And so this is not a story that's just specific to Joe. Um, mm -hmm. It's very much a larger story. Um, you know, there could be a movie sort of around the subject mm -hmm. made. But I wanted the photographs of my son to not, I think that, you know, when you show someone's face in a photograph, it's, there's just, it's just a loaded mm -hmm. part of the photograph. Mm -hmm. People read so much into faces um, that I wanted that to not be there for the viewer. I mm -hmm. wanted... Um, yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that that photograph their kids and they put them all over yeah, like Instagram and stuff and I'm like I kind of like joking not no kids I'm like but don't yeah. do it like you can't <laughs> like and my my nephew my sister thankfully isn't a big social media person right. she doesn't put him on on the internet as well I was like thank goodness cuz you, you don't you're giving yeah. this kid like this brand. brand I mean if you really on, know it yeah. and like they're going to go back and like here's how they're represented and yeah. it's like Take all the pictures, and then when they turn eighteen, you know, they want to throw them all up and let them do it like thirty years right. later. You know? Yeah, I just there's something the about option. it. Like, I agree. The people I agree. that do these, you know, just I don't so, know. Here's my kid eating breakfast. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree that I've 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 blocked a couple of friends on Facebook mm -hmm. because they just share way too much. With yes. And I just like uh, there's you just imagine what's gonna happen in twenty years when like when these kids like hit 18, 22, and their whole history, their, their whole, whole life, life is, is online. all over the web. Yeah. And you go back and read these Instagram comments yeah. from random people saying, right. talking about you yeah. and right. like projecting stuff onto you. Right. And it's like, this is insane. Yeah. Like we're, I can't even imagine like the stories and things that are going to come out about that. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's kind of interesting from a memory perspective mm -hmm. though. You know, it's like you have, like you said, you'll have all these people sort of commenting right. on these events that happened in your life where you weren't able to comment on. Mm -hmm. You're well, the only, the only voice you had was mm -hmm. in the image itself. But right, it'll be really fascinating to see what sort of happens. Yeah, I'm all in for the future. It. I'm all for that. I'm yeah. all for the archival aspect. You know, the part of right. like when we talk about this is like we take the pictures. Yeah, we take take the pictures. Right, take sure. the pictures. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, record the conversation. Like we but, like you know part of this too is like I like having for posterity record sure. the conversation and have it and how that plays sure. out in the future. But I think, yeah. But there's some of this stuff that I'm just like, you're not, you don't know how it's going to like pan out, you know? No, yeah. Or maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe there'll be just so much content out there that nobody will care. You know what I mean? It'll just be, you know, a drop in the ocean. Or I whatever, guess so, you know? yeah. But but then there are those times, like we were talking about earlier, where people will be profiling you for whatever reason, yeah. right? for a job right. or yeah. And then here you have this whole narrative. They're holding right. like your parents against you rather than actions you yeah. did right. yourself. Of yourself, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a really a, to a lot. It's to a unwind. big, heavy topic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can have, there could be a whole other podcast that just There's devotes shit, yeah. all to that. You know just, what I mean? like, yeah. So the next one we have is another legend, Imogene Cunningham photographs. Yes. Yeah. And I saw when I was in Atlanta, there was one of the galleries we went to. I was in Atlanta celebrates photography, and I actually oh, saw okay. one of your photos. Oh yeah, did oh. you go to the show? I did. Oh, oh at Arnica Dawkins yes, Gallery. Yes, yes. on being black. Yes. Yeah. 
And her gallery is awesome. It's like her house. And I've never been. You should go to. Have you been to Atlanta? I wasn't able to go. No, and I I know they have a great photo scene there. So they do. I, but I wasn't able to go to the opening at all. So yeah, it's an amazing photo scene. Oh, I mean, man. it's really it's kind of like you know Atlanta's a big sprawling place, yeah, but it is very vibrant. And Atlanta, if you have get a chance, you should go. I definitely Atlanta want to. celebrates. Yeah. You should. I mean, you should be one of the. You should do the reviews. You should be one of the reviewers for sure. Be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Michael David Murphy. Thanks. I know you might be listening to this <laughs> plug, one. Plug, plug, plug. Actually, <laughs> I know you will be listening to this one, Michael David Murphy. So there's your suggestion. Great. Yeah. Odds are. I'd love to participate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but anyways, uh, it was so I saw it was like that show was really cool. And yeah. We went to another one of the galleries, and there was some imaging. Oh, same, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, I've beautiful. never seen her work in person, so yeah. that would be great. Um, but Imogen, yeah, I you know I started studying photography very early on when I was like fifteen or sixteen um, in high school, and immediately was um, enamored by the photographers of her generation, mm-hmm. Weston, Madori. Um, uh, so yeah, she's she's been a favorite of mine for a long time. Um, and I'm actually going to name my second child after her. Oh, <laughs> I've, uh, ever yeah. since I discovered her work at like yeah. 16, I, I've, I've always been like, I want to name a child after Imogen. Uh. <laughs> um, and it, the, the name is pretty unique too. It's an old sort of Celtic name and mm-hmm. uh, Shakespearean, lots of Shakespearean references to it. Um, but uh, it's a rare name nowadays too. So I mean, I like but, the captions too. My father in 90, 1936. Yeah. Helena Mayer, the fencer. Yeah, she's definitely known for her portraits, but yeah. I love a lot of her still lives as well. Um, and, you know, she's got this sort of specific triangular way of work composing and mm-hmm. um, her photographs, which is very much unique to her as well. What was um, she shooting on? Do you know what camera she was using? I'll- I don't know. I've seen lots of different cameras. Um, definitely sort of medium format. Because um, there's squares and then yeah. some that look like, like four by five. That, yeah. and could be. Probably a mixture of both. Yeah. Who cares, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> she did a lot of self-portraits, so um, you could definitely see. No, I haven't actually seen this book before. Yeah, it's It's really kind of great. one of these are the type of books that you just like, these are really ones that you want. You can pull off the shelf like, mm. every single year, and you kind of like you find a couple photographs, and you're you kind of get lost. You know, yeah, you get lost in it because a lot of you know, there's a lot of different types of photo books, right? These two are like really what I like is it is about the photograph, right? Right? It's not the concept. The concept mm-hmm. that you mix up these things, but you're looking at just amazing. You're right. Yeah, it's more of just on, a survey on the image. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think you know. I think it could be argued, some people argue, that we kind of lose these days with that, where the image, actual image, isn't as important as, like, the concept and the design everything that comes together. And I I think we say quite often on this, it's like, no, I like photographs. (laughs) Do you not understand? Like, I like looking at good photographs, you know? And, like, that's just a a pleasure in and of itself. It is. I don't necessarily just need, I don't need the book or I don't need what have you, you know? Was that a double exposure? The one, the previous one with yeah. the, the leaves. I think that's one of the ones that'll be on the Tumblr too, right? Yeah. Oh, the Taiwan leaves. Yeah. yeah. Well, that this one really works well with that spread here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Minor white. Huh. It is. It's amazing to look at the variety of aesthetic choices they were able to make, mm-hmm. given just the the limitations of film. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas now we have so many options at our fingertips. Yeah. And I feel like back, like, um, you know, in this earlier age of photography, they, you know, they would shoot still lifes, portraits, lands, like mm-hmm. they did the whole kind of stuff. The gamut of genres. Like, exactly. We're making photos. We'll we're just, shoot bananas. Right. We'll shoot lands. We'll shoot, <laughs> we'll shoot yeah, like, peppers. You know, or, yeah. Our kids and our friends. Celebrities. And, like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like Gertrude so Stein. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, I, there's some, I think there's definitely some, I, I like that about that, where it's like, no, mm-hmm. I just, I'm a landscape photographer. And right. Doing, you know, it's like, yeah. No, be well, a you know, you have some that were very much. Ansel Adams. Derry Olsenman and, you know, right. uh, hands down, but, but yeah. Cool. Where, where did you, where did you get the book? Because this feels remember. like. remember. Yeah. Is it like that a feels used. Old. It is used. Yeah. Yes. I might've gotten this in Berkeley at Pegasus Books. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, Yeah. There's a great bookstore there. Um, I think, yeah, pretty sure I got it there. It's another good way to get photo books. Huh? Go for, try to find them. You just dig through the... Yeah, just yeah. go through, like, small bookstores. Because, um, yeah. yeah, the smaller bookstores, the, the less sort of photography-focused bookstores tend to have these larger sort of survey books. Right, right. Um, versus, like, a Dashwood or, you know. That's right. what I need to do. Yeah. Somebody's got to find the funds, huh? Bookstore road trip? Bookstore road trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this it's next hard, one, hard to find. Now, this, this is, is not a photo book. Not a photo book. Yeah. We don't mind. We have non-photo books on. Time to time. But tell me, <laughs> first of all, again, I don't know, it's, uh, how do you Yinka. say Yinka, Yinka Shonibara. Shonibara. Okay. Yeah. And why did you bring this MBE. book? So he's an artist mm-hmm. um, that I've been following for a long time. He's a black British um, artist of Nigerian descent. Um, and he's he's huge. He's just, you know, he's a sculptor. He, mm-hmm. make, he works a lot with textiles. His sort of signature is working with these Ankara wax fabrics, which are um, traditionally used um, within sort of African cultures for pattern making, dress making, but they're actually their origins are Dutch, um, and the they are sort of these dyed wax fabrics that are made in Indonesia, mm. but the, that the Dutch started. <laughs> um, so um, it's it's really I, I'm really fascinated with this idea of sort of them being culturally and visually tied to Nigerian mm-hmm. culture, but they're they're also of Dutch origin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he very much works with sort of subjects of post colonialism, and um, has used his fabric as his signature, um, and he does things like make small paintings with them, and then but then he also is um, working in textiles and making these elaborate costumes as well. It's very well known for his sort of headless. Mm-hmm. Figures. I was just gonna say that. It's, kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little disconcerting the first yeah. time you page through and you see it, you know. But I just love this idea of this culture mash that he's constantly mm-hmm. working with. They're mashing up this, um, all these sort of colonial cultures together. Where he will take, he'll use the Dutch fabrics, the wax fabrics, to make these very, very English sort of old 18th century um, costumes and. Visually, for me, it's really striking. Yeah. And, uh, but he also works in photography as well. He uses himself mm-hmm. as a subject often and makes these very elaborate scenes um, that are soft, sometimes sort of reference Victorian times. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy his work. Yeah, I like, the, I mean, the way this is, this is put together too, is that I like the yeah, letters in here as well. Exactly. You know, the different is. size of the pages. And yeah. Where did you pick this up? This was um, from ICP when one of the curators left and they were let us sort of 
pick up some of the books that were left behind. Oh, no. so, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Have you seen his work in person? I have. Um, he did this. Um, there's a plinth in Trafalgar Square in London that he, mm-hmm. they have sort of a rotating um, show and they have a different artist sort of curate the plinth. Um, and he did this ship, uh, Lord Ambrose Nelson's ship, um, a few years back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to see it and it was a ship in a bottle. Um, oh, wow. massive ship wow. in a bottle on this <laughs> huge plinth and the ship's sails are made out of this wax fabric. Wow. Um, and it's, yeah, really, really great project. Cool. But he's, you know, he's still alive today. He's still, um, making work. He has a great artist residency in London as well. And, um, I just kind of admire him and his career trajectory. Nice. Barnes foundation too. Huh? Yeah. Said it was sponsored by anthropology. I know, yeah, but it kind of makes sense. Just you yeah. know, visually, it's I could see this in an anthropology store. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the brand? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, on the inside. Um, here. But these pages are so nice. Yeah, it's very colorful. Yeah. So the last one we have is a little. It's a. Uh, it's a journal. Photographic journal, and you said it was Enfoco that puts it out, right? Enfoco puts this journal out, and then. And Foco has been around for at least 40 years mm-hmm. now. Um, out of the Bronx. Sort of, absolutely. Sort of a collective of photographers of color, mostly la- um, Latino. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, they have this great little journal that is mostly subscription only. It's not really mm-hmm. sold anywhere. Um, but I have done, this is my second essay that I've done for them. So I did this commentary on the work of four different women photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of, centers around this idea of nostalgia because nostalgia is kind of a topic that's come up for me quite a lot mm-hmm. um both in my own work and just in work in general it's kind of a controversial topic for some people oh really <laughs> um, yeah yeah because we don't want to be i think people look at nostalgia as a something that's kind of negative uh-huh. hmm. um Sort of, you know, living in the past. Why yeah. are you living in the past when, you know, especially nowadays when, you know, technology is constantly driving mm-hmm. us forward. Um, and, um, but nostalgia and photography are certainly very linked. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely. in the practice of photography. Helps inform you about who you are. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, all of these artists in the essay, they work with the past in some way. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, whether it's in this case of Nakia Brown's work where she's photographing vintage objects, she's making these still lives of these um, sort of vintage objects combining um, beauty objects like hair dryers mm-hmm. um, with these albums of classic R&B women, Stephanie Mills. Um, and she's, she's, she's a great contemporary artist. She's, Sort of gotten popular through Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it it's does. Work. It's funny you say it because it is. There is obviously there's a lot of still life. That whole new formalism, right? Like, exactly. That stuff yeah. busting through and like yeah. this stuff. This this feels a little. I mean, this still has a little bit more packed with meaning. A lot of the mm-hmm. the stuff you see is really it's all just so about the color, devoid. the form, it's just form. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just. Mm-hmm. The new formula we call it, we tend to call it, and I have some friends we talk zombie about zombie formalism. Well, we call it we 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 call it triangle art. Triangle art, triangle art just because it's about Why the, triangle. Oh. Yeah, it's just because the, the a lot of times there's triangles in it, and it's just oh. like they just it's it's about triangles and color, and like, uh-huh. that's it. 
which is fine. I like triangles <laughs> and collars too, but like that's what we call it when it's like, yeah. it's just, that's what it is. Triangles it's and collars, yeah, you know? Yeah. But that's what I mean. This is, yeah, there's yeah. a little, this has, you know, the embedded meeting and that's what I like kind of like, I, I've been getting deeper and deeper into using, like I use the internet to go find like research a specific year, like 1973. Mm-hmm. And I look mm-hmm. at all these things. I'm putting yeah. together this project where I like combine three different years. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the, the history of like mobile phones. So I'm doing this oh, right, digging wow. into the internet and, and Flickr and look up specific years. And what I really like, I don't know if it's nostalgic, but especially if you look at like historical photos, mm-hmm. like they're just, they, the meaning is, there's meaning so embedded in it just mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. like whatever the event was or what have you. And what I'm finding is like, I'm pulling, you pull those out of the context and you'll have some people that like, if they were alive in 1973 and they see this photo, they know instantly the context of what's going on. Yeah. But if a younger person looks at it, they don't no know. No idea. Yeah. So like, I like this, that dual kind of that thing where it's like, if you yeah. understand where the image was pulled from in right. the context, you see the embedded meaning right. in it. Whereas another person completely have totally no idea. Foreign. Yeah. Like there's one, I pulled That's like really a, horror, yeah. a picture of you, beautiful picture of the horse secretary. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. you would just see it and it's just yeah. secretary. But if you, again, if you're there, it's that like, time. Oh, secretary. Yeah. Right. It's super famous. So I think yeah. there's, I think there's a lot to explore there. And I mean, like I just get sucked deeper and deeper in it because there's yeah. so many images out there and you can make it whatever you can imagine. You can go and put it into Google and go into the images and find it. And, find yeah. it. and then like, wherever those twists and turns take you, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, of course, then you're getting into the, the, you know, the ugly, nasty world of appropriation. Yeah. You know? right. And then like things start to get really right. sticky and maybe more interesting. Yes. Probably, you know. <laughs> I failed the secretariat test. You did. I did. Yeah. 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 But I don't, I like, you know, researching like a specific year or something, it does, you learn, you know, a lot of the same Types of crisis come up, you right? Know, natural disasters, Absolutely. buildings burning down. Like, so that, to me, like when you people are saying, "Well, that's nostalgic." It's like, no, it's, no. it's the old kind of like thing that you can always learn from the past. It's and we should historical fact. Yeah, yeah. we should actually probably be we more be. mindful we of, be of the past. What's yeah. happened in the past. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's interesting. Part of this um, was doing research on the subject of nostalgia for this mm-hmm. essay. Um, there's been quite a lot of people who. Um, specialize in nostalgia, but mm-hmm. there's a psychologist who says that nostalgia is actually a restorative act that we do naturally as human beings. It's it's a way to sort of um, keep moving forward, honestly, <laughs> um, because we sometimes we don't have a lot to sort of live for, but it's right. it's sort of a way to kind of remember good sometimes good times um, mm-hmm. and to kind of keep us moving forward. So it's not it's not this sort of romantic sweet. Bitter, you know, semi-sweet um, sort of. No, absolutely. I mean, like I, I, the same thing with like I have my archives maybe ten years now, so it's not like, mm-hmm. that deep. But ten right. years is like, you know, I'm about forty, so ten. Still like I remember, packed. I kind of remember, but it's now some of that stuff's starting to fade. And like, yeah. you know, I try to use my photos and pull them out of the emotional context right. and try to do so. But like, mm-hmm. there'll be times where I'm editing and you just get into that and like you get into a series of photos and you're like. I can't, I can't detach from it. Yeah. And you're just like, you either get depressed or you get like, you know, yeah. or sad or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> I can't, I got to get away from these yeah. photographs. Well, you that's, know? yeah. Well, that's the bad side of nostalgia too. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. It's kind of wallowing in whatever that emotion is. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. 
past so relationships. How, but how do you? Because you use, like you said, we talked about this earlier, that you use, you archive, and you're digging in, and like, how do you? Are you able to kind of like make that separation between the emotion yeah, of like me it's what just, it was and what you want to use it for? Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it's I, I I'm definitely would label myself as a researcher, and for me, mm-hmm. like it's not about nostalgia. It's more of just about discovering information. I mean, mm-hmm. when I went on this whole Kiana project, I was just fascinated, and then I went down this whole hole of Dupont's history and how they mm-hmm. started as um, gunpowder manufacturers mm-hmm. and. Then they went from, you know, they meant several things in between, but they went from mm-hmm. that to making nylon, which had a huge, nylon had a huge role in the First and Second World Wars mm-hmm. um, around the world. Um, and then it, nylon went into, like, domestic use mm-hmm. and fashion use. And, you know, for me, like, that is just all fascinating. And yeah, absolutely. How, yeah. All, of these, yeah. it, how yeah. all of these sort of disparate events are actually really very much connected. Yeah. Um, Oh, I've been down that wormhole before. Like, I've been looking at like nanotechnology is one of the things I've been researching, and it goes back like a long ways, than... and it like branches off into biotech and right. like nano wearables and all of a sudden. It's weird to like kind of like look at it then and then see how it's actually visually represented because mm-hmm. it gets really weird when it's like how do you visually represent, represent something like nanotechnology yeah. and like they use these kind of tropes you know the scientists right. in the labs and right. like right. things like that and it's like so I'm always interested in how does like the, that information that historical information about DuPont mm. like correlate to the images that show up right because now you got me thinking I was like I wonder if I went and started going into DuPont and you look up like these names or whatever oh, yeah. like how would it come back you know super fascinating history it is I highly like, recommend it <laughs> that's exactly but that's part of the thing again when yeah. we were talking about the internet too is like you can go down you know yes. on any sort of right. things and it's like whatever your kind of like interest leads you to or what you want to. So I think like we're on Mm -hmm. this verge or things that are going to happen with that whole mess of like archival photos and like history and reinterpreting it and like using all this. I think there's going to be more and more of that stuff. I don't think it's going away. I I don't think so either. And the internet is such a democratic space where, you know, you could, you could go into a library and possibly do that, Mm -hmm. but you know, you are subject to the, librarian sort of collection tastes and, right. and and their budgets and what yeah. but with the internet there's no you don't have those limitations you and there's so many different types of contributors mm-hmm. out there um that you can get varying perspectives on yeah i mean i've ran into some of these weird there were people who started a blog in 2007 and mm. like they were so like active for six months sharing they, like family photos yeah. and writing these essays and then just drops they off drop and off. it's gone like what yeah. happened yeah but then that in the fact that some random person would dump their, all their photos up there right. and write these stories yeah. and it's part of me too is like this is where it's like there is something about appropriating that story and yes. trying to use it so I don't try to like do stuff that's I try to take it remove it completely from the context you know, mm. but I think there's something about like all these other stories out there that are that are going on mm. and like mm-hmm. I don't know that's where it kind of gets tricky is like mm-hmm. what what is okay to kind of like use, use. And mm. what do you need to be a little bit more sensitive to? Because you even have a lot more yeah. photographers that have their whole archives on Flickr and those sort of things mm-hmm. as well, too, on Tumblr right. that are getting deeper and deeper, too. Or Instagram. People <laughs> are going to start, like, uh, or Instagram, too. I haven't really dug into Instagram. To me, that's a little bit difficult because it's on your phone. Mm. If I could do it easier on the web, maybe I would Well, but it. through hashtags on Instagram, you, right. can, you, you can sort of curate that way or curate mm. your experience that way. 
Um, but there's a lot of photographers on Instagram. Yeah. And there are a lot of photographers who are solely Instagram photographers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. one of the biggest weaknesses of Instagram is the lack of ability to really discover other people and link. Whereas with other, yeah. I feel like it's easier elsewhere. It's difficult because it's not a desktop experience. Yeah. Um, I think they're kind of trying to make it a little bit more so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's you can't sort of surf Instagram the way you surf the web. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. It's, it's really meant for that, just like that quick scroll. Right. Quick yeah. Like, the whatever. feed. Yeah. yeah. Um, it could yeah. be so much more. <laughs> it could be. They're, they're getting it. Hey, at least now you can yeah. have... You know, landscape and portrait. Oh, yeah, that's sad. That is huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've been using the layout thing too, like trying to uh-huh. use the layout and put it like multiple four in pictures one. In yeah, there and it's. I mean, it's part of me is like, okay, so you take the photos, you do all this. Now I got to sit here and like mess with it, try to like come up with another. Yeah. This is the guy who's made his living doing this. But it's different you know. in that context. Yeah. yeah. But it's it, it's super important. I'm the type of person who loves to look at someone's, not just their single image, but I love to look at their feed and their right. profile right. to see how, because a lot of people actually curate it specifically so that they can, you can use multiple images to make one large. Oh, image. Yes. Right. yeah. Or, yeah. you know, all of their image images have a certain filter on it. And so you get this very specific style. Um, it's really, I think it's, it has its own world that you can discover. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. That, I think this was an amazing conversation. Thank yeah. you for joining yes. us. Thanks for having me. And like, congratulations, congratulations on, on your both books. Thank you. Coming up. We all look forward. We'll have, might well, have yeah. to be. The Dodge and Burn book will be next tw- year. 2017. 2017. But, yeah. So you got, all, you got all the work ahead of you, but yes. We'll look forward to when that comes out. We'll have right. to try to get you back on and discuss that. Awesome. Absolutely. That was awesome. great. Well, thank you so much. Thank we you really for having appreciate you guys. it. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us. You can go behind the scenes of this episode, see the work of our guests and the photos we discussed by visiting our Tumblr and lpvshow.com. If you'd like to support the production of the show, this year we are offering a subscription for $20. As a subscriber, you will get exclusive access to our weekly email newsletter, which will contain a bonus conversation about some of the interesting stories we find on the web. Also, at the end of the year, we'll be raffling off three awesome photo books exclusively to our subscribers. We appreciate your support and hope you continue to enjoy the show. If you have any questions, please feel free to send them to info at lpvshow.com or connect with us on Twitter at lpvshow. The LPV Show is executive produced by Brian Formals and Tom Starkweather. Our score is by Tom Starkweather, who also mixes the show. Special thanks to Eddie Volanti and Brett A. Davis. Thanks for listening.